0: Everybody, how's it going? Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I've got a great stream with one of your favorite guests that I think you're really gonna enjoy. Looks like Elon Musk has waded into the January 6th controversy. He's called for the release of the QAnon Sham, and he said that we need to free Jacob Chansley from. Uh, prison after new footage surfaced after the january 6 footage was handed over to tucker carlson we're going to be going more in depth onto why musk did that what that footage looks like and what the implications are joining me from the good old boys pa- podcast of course i have bog beef thanks for coming on man
1: uh, 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 thanks uh <laughs> I, I love coming on your show I, I, this is the uh the hollywood of uh the the, the right <clears throat>
0: Well, you're always a favorite here. Everybody has a great time. Loves the Good Old Boy podcast. Sadly, Merrick couldn't join us this time, but uh, we'll, we will carry on uh, with his memory here uh, as we as we discuss uh, what happened. So uh, before we get started, I'm just wondering, where were you when kind of the January 6th thing went down? What were you doing? Did you see it live? Did you catch it later? Did, did someone run in and tell you, hey, something's going on at the Capitol? How did you hear about it?
1: Oh, I was watching it live, uh, and, uh, you, I, you know, I think a lot of people were, I mean, you know, I remember they, they showed these, um, they showed like all these, like you know, these trendy, uh, bars, like sidewalk bars in DC and New York city. And all these, uh, wealthy liberals were, were w- w- like watching political news from there. So I couldn't say anything. I was watching it, uh, myself We were sort of watching this narrative
0: being, being created, uh, uh live Yeah, it was pretty wild. I I was uh, I was actually teaching at the time. Um and so I was uh kind of catching it like a lot of people like on my phone by bits and pieces. Uh and it was really funny cuz the next day like the principal ran in and they're like, "Okay, we don't talk about this." <laughs> like cuz I was teaching like history and government. They're like, "We're we're not we're not uh, addressing this." So it was like uh very, very important that like no one acknowledged the news of the day, which is great, you know, that you're, you're, you're a class most likely to address current events, we make sure that no one, no one talks about it. But I remember at first, no one exactly knew kind of what to make of it, because the information we're getting was so controlled, of course, Uh, you know, we we were only getting snapshots, uh, random pieces of, of footage, And as everything came out, you know, the framing was very particular. Obviously, we're all hearing about all these deaths that occurred. So many officers were losing their lives as these crazy Trump supporters kind of came in went nuts. And then what we've seen slowly but surely is just the unrolling of every piece of this narrative. Right. Like the you know, the different uh, footage showing, you know, questionable people calling for entry into the Capitol in the first place. Uh, what seems like a lot of the the officers involved allowing people in, then we find out that many m- you know many of the uh, you know, officers who died and things like that supposedly in this report actually turned out that none of them died due to direct action taken. So you know some of these people uh, were, were police suicides tragically. Uh, one of them uh, was supposed to have sustained injuries during the actual uh, you know January six events. You know hit with a fire extinguisher but now we know that wasn't the case either. And so it seemed like a lot of the, you know, obviously there was violence done that day. There was trespassing and things done that day. Uh, but the the extreme levels that the narrative was taken to just seems to have been slowly peeled away as time goes on.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, and yes, and by the way, I mean, this, I don't know, a lot of people don't, uh, uh, Ashley Babbitt, we should not forget, yeah. was killed by uh thugs in our government that day and uh you know the it's the one of the, the biggest tweets of that day i remember people if don't people remember the the most uh popular emote on twitch was poggers or Champ, and there was just this little face of a guy and that that guy's name was ryan gutierrez gutex he was a street fighter champion he tweeted on january 6th uh will there be silver unrest for the woman who is executed inside the Capitol today or will the maga martyr die in vain because he tweeted that he was uh they deleted uh the pog that uh, they changed poggers uh symbol to something uh, to something else and nuked him from the internet but um i don't know it's just a little a uh, little something i, I won't forget
0: yeah, it's it's interesting whenever you have these kind of e-celebrities or people from other areas cross into this and they suddenly realize that there's kind of this, uh, this uh, electric fence aspect to breaking news, right? Like the, you always want to be really careful when you're talking about very specific events, right? Whether it be the pandemic or the J6 narrative, things like that. There are these moments where you're not allowed to really say anything. And, and everybody knows, everybody on the Internet, you know, just the, the magical, uh, you know, cathedral alignment comes up. And all of a sudden, all of your sensors, all your social media, te- television news, everybody knows that you need to shut down discussion immediately. And any kind of particular discussion will just get you nuked from orbit, no matter how influential you are. Even if you're a credited physician or if you're you're someone with insider knowledge when it comes to law enforcement or something, all of a sudden you can just be completely blown away no matter what kind of level of expertise you have. And then over time, drips and drabs, we're kind of allowed to admit, well, maybe this thing doesn't work and actually maybe there are some side effects to this thing and maybe we should have been more honest about, you know, the level of risk and assessment and Oh actually it turns out that not that many people were hurt during the I mean, there's just these narratives that during the event must be protected they must be perpetuated anyone who touches them could destroy themselves could destroy their career and then later we can kind of come back and, and admit certain things about the event and it's okay because you know uh, the 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 need the moment the the emergency the power was secured the thing that they wanted happened and now it's kind of okay to be like, well, maybe there was a little gray area here and there. And so it's always it's always funny when people who otherwise wouldn't really comment on politics or otherwise wouldn't be involved in this would expect that level of censorship uh, kind of make contact with this stuff. And all of a sudden they're just blown off the Internet uh, because they cross kind of the wrong conduit of power.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I just like just to hone in that a little bit that Ryan Gutierrez was a certainly not white man. So he was from Southern California, very popular. Bit on television. He had a little. He had a. They had a couple of like uh, a couple of shows going and stuff like that. And he was just an ordinary person that saw someone as his and words be executed that day. And he, I don't think he realized what the that uh, this is someone that that wasn't sort of doing the dance in politics. Now, if you the people now going to the people in politics, uh. What the what we got from that day? I mean, so by the way, there's still over more than four hundred people uh, in prison, according to Time Magazine. I don't know how long, uh, I don't know how old that figure is, but over a thousand were char were were, were held. Uh, I don't know how many were charged, but four hundred people are still in prison there. These are these are heroes, and 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 it, they're what what we need to get these people out, not just the the guy in the buffalo hat but what these people did for us i mean they showed us they showed us a lot they showed us that much of the republican party are fakes and that they listen to that, that, that there's a different government that uh we we learned about that on that day i mean a lot of people have talked about it, but it's different to see it it's different to have these people like ted cruz and others that uh there's another authority in the room that was obvious that wasn't their voters. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you'll, and you'll see this repeatedly how important it was to kind of co-sign to specific narratives early on. And even at this point, very few people have been willing to kind of speak up in defense of, uh, of the protesters or what happened here. That's kind of why Tucker Carlson has been such a flashpoint during this is not only has he been willing repeatedly to come out and say, this has, this has been overblown. This wasn't the case. uh, And these people are being wildly mistreated. This is a miscarriage of justice. He actually managed to get this video footage and, and I'll give Kevin McCarthy credit. I did not think he was going to come through with it. I really, I really did not expect him to kind of make good on that promise. I I don't know what other promises he'll make good on. I hope he makes good on a lot of them. There's a lot of very important ones like investigations into the FBI and holding them accountable that absolutely need to happen. But credit where it's due to someone who I didn't really think was going to deliver, he did bring that footage forward. And we're going to go ahead and and take a look at that footage here in a minute and how it connects to Elon Musk and why that matters. But before we do that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about our sponsor for today's episode. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by the Intercollegiate Studies Institute. The Intercollegiate Studies Institute is a conservative nonprofit dedicated to educating the next great American. ISI understands that conservatives and right of center students feel isolated on college campuses and compelled to defend their reputation and dignity while seeking to carve out a brighter future. ISI has a variety of different content, events, internships, and fellowships geared towards helping students and opening up career opportunities. ISI offers graduate students and entry-level journalists the opportunity to receive fellowships and secure internships. Nate Hockman, who's been a guest on this show multiple times, got his start at National Review through ISI. And he's just one of many journalists and academics who were able to start their careers with the help of ISI. This spring, ISI is going to be hosting a debate between Michael Knowles and Deidre McCloskey on the subject of transgenderism, and it'll be live-streamed on YouTube. And in the fall, everyone's favorite Fox News host, Tucker Carlson, will be giving the keynote address at ISI's annual gala. On all issues, both economic and cultural, ISI wants their students to know that they aren't shying away from the problems facing our country, because letting the left win is a pathetic way to watch civilization die. To learn more, check out ISI.org. That's ISI.org. You can also follow the link down below in the description of the video. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and take a look at some of this footage that Elon Musk was referring to when he was talking about the events of January 6th and why he eventually ended up calling for Jacob Chansley's release. Now, you can go ahead and see the the tweets in question there, uh, free Jacob Chansley, uh, and then he also talks about, obviously, the the incredible double double standard, and this is a big deal because I want to get into the different pieces of this, because there are opposing narratives there. There does seem by some people to want to say that nothing happened. There was, there, there was no one there. No one entered the Capitol. It was all, or obviously they did enter the Capitol, but it was all staged and that kind of thing. And I want to talk about that a little bit, but uh, he says, Chansley here got four years in prison for a nonviolent police escorted tour. Dave Chappelle was violently assaulted on stage by a guy with a knife. That guy got $3,000 fine and no, prison time and let's go ahead and take a look at some of the footage here of chansley you can very very clearly see he's walking around uh the police officers behind him the capital officers are not concerned in the least about what he might do it doesn't look like you know they go over here they even test the doors for him hey this one's locked let's go around uh, you know he marches another direction to see if he can enter a different way. Again, they're just kind of escorting him the entire time. Obviously, there's a lot of people here. At any time, they could have physically stopped him from continuing to move around the capital. There's no way that like the ten people there could not have uh, interfered with his uh, movements, but they just allow him to continue. We open another door for him, and you can see him now praying. He's praying, and he ends up thanking uh god for the officers that are kind of escorting him around today uh when you see that footage bog what do you think about all the narratives but about the incredibly dangerous nature of this event
1: oh my i mean it makes my mind race i mean i don't know if the if of uh if people listening have ever sort of interacted with police officers in you know in the wild or you know i, I used to you know, go to spring break or something. And you, you have these sort of interactions with, with police and, and it's never, I mean, it, it's never this casual uh, certainly not. I mean, especially there, you know, that like, uh, you know, whenever you're interacting with police officers, police officers, generally, uh, they're very wary of you. They're going to oh, what's, you know, uh, let's see your hands to keep an eye on you. Uh, what's in the backpack, by the way. Uh, I don't know. Everybody is just, everybody seems very, very familiar with each other, uh, or, or, I I don't know. I mean, it's th- that's just that just strikes me as very strange. Just how casual everybody was about
0: this. Yeah, I'm with you. Whenever I mean, even when you end up going to you know you get in a traffic stop or something, if you got your hand in the wrong place, right? If you're if you're hesitant about something, looking the wrong way, all of a sudden the police officer wants you out of the car uh, because they're worried that you might have something, you might be hiding something. It's never, uh, it's never a casual stroll or interaction with police officers for the most part, even in very low stress situations. Uh, and they do seem very, very unconcerned about what's happening in this particular scenario. Now, obviously, this is one guy in this in this hallway. Uh, it's very different when you have a large amount of people crushing in on you. Um, you know, all all of the great revolutions of history start with a crowd was pushing towards a group of armed guys and then someone got spooked, right? Um, so it, there is something to be said about, you know, one guy versus a, a large crowd, a crush of people kind of pushing forward. But still, when you see this kind of footage and you see the, you know, as Elon Musk pointed out there, this guy got four years in jail and, you know, radical Soros DAs are letting people out on attempt, you know, with attempted murder stuff, you know, just, you know, all the time. They spend no time in jail. If they spend any time in jail, it's, you know, uh, barely they're out almost immediately. We're doing everything we can to reduce the sentence of these people. And and that's a huge deal here, but I want to float another theory to you that I've heard that I think is, is somewhat reasonable here. Right. Which is look the, basically the, the Capitol police were told to stand down. They were told that we're just, you know, much like the BLM riots, we're just not going to physically stop people here. And obviously, the Ashley Babbitt scenario pretty pretty much undermines this. But a lot of people have said, okay, what what happened here is basically these people were told to stand down, and they're told just don't mess with him; they'll get arrested later. Like, just you know, basically make sure they're safe, make sure they don't break anything, um, and kind of you know shuffle them out there as quickly as possible. So, like, there is a real, there there isn't, for, for the people with this narrative, there isn't a conspiracy theory, no one was let into the Capitol, the police officers aren't actively trying to assist this guy in what he's doing, but they're just being like, look, if you're going to come in here, we'll just open the door for you, oh, look, this door is locked, you can't go in. Um, they're they're basically trying to to, to to minimize the amount of damage or the amount of tension That could arise they don't want a lot of footage of Capitol police officers beating up trump supporters live on air they don't you know want a a bunch of bloody people uh, on the ground and so that's why the footage looks the way it is what do you think about that possibility
1: oh absolutely i mean i believe that and i think Mm -hmm. i think that we should until we are shown other other evidence i i think what's what's the 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 uh, the uh, evidence here especially without knowing more about this Ray Epps character and just, just, you know, it's, it's, it's always a good idea to just believe your lying eyes when you have no other, you have nothing else to go on the situation. What is it? What, what did the empire want? The and, what, and why is Elon Musk feel empowered to, to talk like this? You know, in Roman times, you know, when, when, when the, uh, when after a great victory, you know, they would have, they would have these big parades, right. And during the parade, uh you could sort of shout abuse at julius caesar or any of these great dictators and and his men would make up jokes about him and they would they would all have a good big time and and whenever 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 we'll say countries in this case or or empires are feeling powerful ah it's fine you can you can you can make all the jokes you want when they're not they tighten their grip and they and they and, the, and they get scared and they do things like this and so what what's going on here well i mean in my opinion uh, what What we're seeing is uh, the state has decided it can no longer tolerate oppositional presidencies. and they're not going to allow that anymore. Pres- the federal elections will be predetermined and they needed they needed a Reichstag fire and they created one. These people they knew that the people would be there. They, they cracked open certain doors. They, they did not crack open other ones. They had everybody there. They got the photos they needed and the and the fe- and the 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 federal government the, the same federal government that we that you know i, I there was a time like the first time where i ever sort of like started to think like wow people could really be this evil that rule us is is, is things like the uh, waco incident and, asked, and like when i first saw that i was like oh well there's just crazy uh child molesters or something running in. and then i started reading about the decisions these people were making at the atf i was like that bothers me maybe that was just clinton or you know this or that and then i start to see this and and no i mean we have a real we have a real enemy we this this this, this is the empire this is the, the there's nothing more worse than the late stage empire that is the great satan that and that's what is before us and it does it No, as soon as it loses that moral legitimacy as soon as people say wow i'm only obeying this thing because you, because you have the ability and they do to force us to the same, you know, you look at the decisions this, 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 the empire makes against us. The empire will specifically tell you it hate the the people who pay the most taxes and obey laws and make this country great. The, 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 this country will tell you, it hates your guts. It doesn't want to let your children do a good school. We're going to squeeze you like a bar rag. And, um, yeah, and it's all on display here on January six.
0: Yeah, I, I it's hard to argue against that. Like you said, there's nothing more dangerous than the late stage empire, and when their rule becomes brittle, when the when the rule when the uh, political formula falls apart, and they lose the mandate of heaven, like you're talking about. Then the only thing left is raw power, and as you know, we know we're ruled by foxes, not lions. These people are. Uh, they're They're used to ruling through trickery. They're used to ruling through deceit. They're not used to ruling through brute force. and so they're very bad at it. and they want to avoid it at, uh, if at all possible. So what do they do? Well, I mean, they do go ahead and put soldiers around the capital. like they they do go ahead and basically shut down washington d c. and put it under uh, military uh, policing and martial law. But uh, you know we we like you said, we need a scenario. We need a an excuse to crack down. We need to make it clear. We need to put, Everyone on the back foot. We have a very sketchy election. We have a very dangerous scenario. Uh, legitimacy comes into question. And we need to put everybody, we need to put our opponents, opponents on the back heel, heel. And that's what these people are, are really good at, right? That's what the regime is, is extremely good at, is making the political opposition play defense constantly, And so what do you need in this scenario where elections look fuzzy and you kind of immediately go out and talk about how you fortified the election right after you brag about it? What do you need to do in a scenario like that? Well, you need to call into question the legitimacy of the other side and how do you do that. You put them in a scenario where this can happen. Now, to be clear, it doesn't mean that like every bit of this was planned. Like you said, you don't have to you don't have to. Uh, have a huge conspiracy you don't have to pull everyone in and and and, and manufacture everything you leave a, the right door open you open the right thing you encourage one thing or another and then you get the pictures and all of a sudden you you make up the stories about five police officers dying or whatever it was and then you know but again it doesn't matter how much of that story kind of falls apart in the meantime you've you've created the cover necessary during the emergency to kind of get away with what you want now did that happen here uh, again it certainly is it is in question. I wouldn't say one hundred percent that's what happened. I think there is a plausible explanation of these people were told to stand down. But again, the Ashley Babbitt murder kind of pushes against that because if everyone was told to stand down, why is an uh, unarmed woman who posed no physical threat to anyone, as far as we know, being shot to death? like that 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 kind of pushes back against this idea that that the uh, officers in question were just told, to leave these things alone, but either way, whether, whether you think that this was a a complete, you know, uh, creation of kind of the, the intelligence community and the, and the police state, or if you think that it was something that uh, was, was a creation of many different confluence of events and that these people were just being helped around the, obviously the real, concrete thing that you can 100 percent point out to without any hesitation is of course the way that these people are treated afterwards and that's what musk is really pointing out here is is the differentiation between the regular uh violent criminals who are let go all the time obviously we have the blm riots the antifa riots that raged the entire time with no real action from the government despite many different provable deaths not not imaginary ones made up by the press during that time, uh, and you also have, uh, you know, j- j- just the the Soros type prosecutors that will let anyone go uh, for these kind of crimes compared to what happened to these January 6th uh, protesters. But I do want to play this video of Chansley real quick. Uh, we'll listen into him here. He's going to tell everybody to go home, right? He's going to read Donald Trump's tweet. Uh, everybody, go home.
1: On he, he, was, he said he
0: saw on his Twitter. You know, We're
1: going
0: to pull up the tweet. Donald Trump is asking everybody
1: to go home. We're staying. Okay,
0: then stay, motherfucker! I don't give a shit! This is America! This is should should be. Be. You guys know, wanna stay? That's right! Donald Trump has asked everybody to go home! Oh, yeah, wait! Read this! Hold on! Hold on! Yeah, read this! Read this! Read, this. read, this. read, this. This is, read it! Donald Trump is a... Donald Trump, quote, I am asking for everyone in the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful, no violence, remember we are, we are the party of law and order. Respect our law enforcement, men and women in blue. No, 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 pull up the video. There's a video. So you can see very clearly here that even despite the crowd not believing him at first, right? At first, the crowd says, Oh, no, we're staying, we're staying. And he says, Look, you can do whatever you want, but the president has told us to leave. And I'm going to listen to the president. And then he goes to the effort of pulling up and reading the exact words, you know, we're the party of law and order, whatever that's, you know, worth at this point. And, you know, he tells everybody, look, we got we got to go home. That's what we should be doing right here. He's even looking for the video itself to kind of prove to everybody that the president actually said it and he's not just making up here. So this doesn't really look like a guy leading an insurrection so much as directly following the instructions of the president. To go home and be peaceful and telling everyone else on site to do exactly the same thing but this guy is going to be in jail much longer than most like child molesters
1: it's disgusting i would um i would i would tell everyone so one of the things that's happened because of this uh i don't think we were ever like the the you know the intelligence community uh, that's like a, that's a new, that's a new term. These people were not supposed to be, to be seen and considered like, you know, we had like, there's, there's a lot of people that thought at the time that George W George, uh, uh, Herbert Walker Bush, uh, Bush the first, um, president was like a CIA presence. He never ever would have like wanted to paint himself that way. Now we've seen this thing become self-aware. They, they have a, anything that you want to see what the mother brain of evil thinks about january 6th just look up abigail uh abigail spanberger she they the 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 deep state has decided she will be their, she's their champion she's like their marjorie taylor green the, the same way that you know that uh, that's that's who that's who it is And everything she's ever said about this thing is live
0: yeah it, it is wild how much now we kind of just um we kind of just take for granted the amount of Involvement of the police state in, in everyday life in the United States—something that would have been unthinkable. Obviously, September 11th, 11th is a huge part of that, and uh, for the shame of many Republicans, obviously they they backed uh, you know the increase of control and the demolition of the wall between forces like the FBI and the CIA. Everyone said that's insane. How could you have had that? If we hadn't had that. People would have been in shared you know share information, and now we see. Uh, actually, that uh, that wall was super important and that granting uh, these people uh, access to each other and, you know, the ability to work together just made them start treating Americans like the targets uh, that four of, you know, foreign intelligence agencies were supposed to be. Uh, but of course, we also know the amount of uh, this work that is now handed off to social media companies like Twitter because of Elon Musk, right? We know that the FBI uh, and... Uh, DHS and other various parts of the government are regularly in contact with Twitter, asking it to censor uh, average Americans, asking it to censor experts, asking it to shut down even, you know, uh, politicians, uh, members of Congress, uh, and and actively censoring Americans on behalf of organizations that are supposed to be completely restricted by the First Amendment. So, you know, the Elon Musk, again, kind of coming through here, with his interest in making sure that justice is served. But it is it is just insane that despite all of this, this, despite all of this evidence, the Democrats, the left, most of the media continue to pretend like all of this is ridiculous. Oh, no, really, there's there's way more footage that shows how insanely violent this is. Now, again, I want to be clear. There was violence done. Like There were people who committed crimes that day. There were people who violated the law. I'm not saying that there weren't. But of course, this is all about proportion, right? This is all the the, the key is pointing out the anarcho tyranny involved or the the complete double standard when it comes to these two events. You can't have rule of law when your political allies can riot for months across the country with zero uh, consequences. And then your political enemies get escorted around. Uh, you know, the Capitol building by officers praying for them, you know, telling everyone to go home and be peaceful while wearing, you know, funny face paint in a helmet. And then all of a sudden they're in prison for four years. It sends a very specific message, one that's very intentional. The rule of law is over, and your guilt or innocence and the punishment that you will have meted out to you is entirely dependent on whether you're a friend or enemy of the regime.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought you made a great point earlier where you're talking about that. The they they had to they had to flip the conversation uh, and put the right on the defensive. <clears throat> mm-hmm. What what was that? There was two things we were not allowed to talk about at that time. There was uh this. There was uh I mean there was there, I don't know how much there was a prevention of talking about January 6th. Maybe there was, but we knew like uh we had all all of us who who cover the news on social media and stuff, we had to develop uh, code words and ixnay uh, Ixnay type things uh, to talk about what we saw, let's say, uh, window covering in Philadelphia, etc. I mean, I don't even know what we're allowed to discuss right now. That's what this was about. What you saw happen in Philadelphia is why January 6th happened. They know what they did and they've decided they're just going to keep going like this. And uh, I mean, i we have, we have to keep going the, the, just because they tighten their grip. It does not mean they're going to win. In fact, it means the opposite. If you look at South Africa and look at the ANC, the ANC has decided that no one else can win elections and everyone, and, 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 and as soon as they decide that, and you know, they, they, of course they've been in power a long time, but once you le- lose that, that, that big time legitimacy, they're not, people know they're not going to be in power for another 10 years. It's just not going to happen it's just that that and i i feel like the anc is uh is what the democrats have become and you know they they're, they're going to make it so that uh the, with the mail in balloting and stuff they're going to refuse to lose federal elections et cetera. we'll see how that goes but uh it doesn't mean they're going to win in fact it means the opposite i they've never they, th- these kinds of moves are not are not the 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 strong moves when you have a lot of when you have a lot of, uh, you know, ex- ex- excess uh, legitimacy and power lying around.
0: These people are scared. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. And a really good point for people to understand the, the crackdown. It's not that physical force can be something that a strong regime uses, but only if they're a regime that is practicing it and is good at it. If they are full of lions, if they are the kind of regime that regularly and swiftly deals out. Uh, punishment, then that you know, physical force, you know, shutting people down monopoly on politics can be something that is a part of a successful political formula, but that's not who these people are. That's not who rules us. These people rule under the cover of the legitimacy of elections. They, they rely on the idea that, you know, there's no reason to actually, you know, um, think about what the government's doing at the moment, because you can always have an input on it in two to four years. You know, the pendulum can always swing back the other way. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you lost the last 10, 20, 30 years of battles. You know, there's always the chance that the tide will turn and your side will kind of come to power and you'll be able to right the wrongs. This is the story of America, that representative government is going to give you your day and so you can kind of mediate these uh, you know, these existential conflicts because, you know, there, there's always the chance that you're going to be able to persuade enough people and things are going to move in your direction. But when your regime is entirely like built on the manipulation of that idea, it's entirely built on the ability to manipulate procedural outcomes and edge out victories, manipulate the legal system, manipulate voting, use the media, use private organizations to edge things over and over again. When this is what your entire, uh, you know, power base is constructed on, then you're not really able to, you know, switch to hard power easily. And so, if you just start, you know, just like you said, raw, you know, power of just well, we don't care, we don't lose elections anymore because uh, we control the voting system entirely we have perfect control over how ballots are are counted or, or close enough because we can now just always make sure that a few more ballots arrive in time or that the the counting goes on long enough for the correct outcome to happen then the illusion falls away and they can't lose elections anymore because they've built for you know for two reasons one They've built a power apparatus that is so dangerous they can't possibly hand it over to their enemies. Not like they were really going to anyway. But there's no way that they can hand that over to their enemies at this point. And two, they've, they've actually brainwashed themselves. They've drank their own Kool-Aid. They really do believe that each successive person that would be elected is a complete existential threat to them, right? Like they, it, you know, it's, uh, you know, I kept telling people, you know, and again, I I like DeSantis in many ways, but there are a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, you just put DeSantis up and it'll be fine because he's more moderate. He's, he's more uh, controlled. He's uh, more polished. He's not as crazy and wild as Trump. And everyone will realize that, you know, Trump without Trump or Trumpism without Trump is the way to go. And uh, they'll back down and, and, you know, DeSantis can do his thing. But of course that's not what happened what has happened at all. They've just immediately jumped in. He he's Hitler. DeSantis is the you know the coming of the of the next Reich, you know. And so uh, there can justify everything they were doing to Trump and do it all again to DeSantis because he's just, if not even more dangerous. They've already started saying that he he could be even more dangerous because and specifically because he's more competent than Trump. Like that's actually what the left is saying about Desantis. He's all the things that are bad about Trump, but even worse because he might actually get them done. And so the, you know, they've already built up this construction and there's no way they can hand power back to this guy after calling him all these names. And so you're right. They can, they can no longer allow a loss of elections and that's going to make their power more and more brittle over time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. These, uh, a lot of people, uh, I mean, going back to what the forties, you know, the, 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 uh, the predecessor of the CIA, was full of communists. I mean, the, 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 you can, add, Curtis Yarvin says, like, you know, the, the, like, the deep state or whatever has, like, uh, has been a communist thing forever. And what, like, what, what, what is the, the main thing that these people think about? They think about the, the dialectic. And that's basically, if you got both sides of the street taken care of, you always win. This is why I think our job, like, I don't think the, like, the right's job, like, I do not think we can force our way into power by any means in the coming future. That's not what we need to do. What we need to do is worry about the rhinos. That's the only way they can stop us. The only way they can stop us is, is getting fake Republicans who who back down, who uh, people who said the things that like Ted Cruz said about January 6th. We need strong people that, that do, do not waver. They're going to say, hey, we're in for the long haul. We're going to survive. We're going to survive this, and we're going to watch this state become more venomous and evil and piss off the people that pay all the GD taxes in this country. That's what we need to do. We have to survive. We have to hang on to our Second Amendment rights. We have to deal with these rhinos. We have to we have to stop letting these Republicans back down. And may, there's some guys we maybe we can't get rid of because they've been in, been in office for a thousand years. They're on every seat in, in, in their Senate seat or, or Congress seat or whatever, fine, whatever, when they're first off, we need to make them afraid of their, I don't mean physically. I mean, you, people, we've seen Mitch getting screamed at that doesn't feel good. People don't like being yelled at by their, by, by their voters, but once, once they're done, we have to make sure that people like him are not representing Republican party and the represent the Republican party represents the real Americans, which it's not like we're a freaking minority. Uh, You know, I walk down my street here. Everybody, everybody has, has Trump stickers. We're all normal people and there's millions and millions and millions. There's, there's 150, 160, 200 million people in this country that aren't insane communists and this country will be ours. We have to survive these tantrums and uh, we'll, we can make it.
0: Yeah, it is really important. I think you're, you're right. That one of the key things is avoiding containment, avoiding, the uh, the light, the patterns of the system the ratchet that happens over and over again where things get more extreme they get more extreme they get more extreme and then they say oh too much they stop they let a few people come in and act like they're being sensible and during that time what happens is not that you know the 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 wokeness or the progressivism or the radical uh, you know uh, expansion of state power goes away. What happens is some people come in and they say, oh, we're going to we're going to put this away for a little while. And we're going to, you know, as my buddy uh, academic agent likes to say, we're going to put the woke away for a while. And uh, we're, we're going to go back to the, the you know, much saner days of five to seven years ago. You know, and uh, we're going to go ahead and lock in those gains, you know, so it feels like the pressure's let off for a little while. It feels like things go back to a little bit of normal. But that's only because things have just been relentlessly crazy for you know a decade and so if you if you roll things back you know seven or eight years then it feels like you're going back to a a whole nother world you know i'm writing an article today but i mean imagine a world where you know it's 2008 and california votes to ban gay marriage it's not that long ago it really isn't like like the, the the speed of and insanity of the cultural revolution has drives everyone to this this idea that you know, the, the United States has always been this way and, and this has always been the culture and and this has been these people have been winning for so long, but really it is not that long ago, like you said, you know, real America was there and they weren't necessarily in power. I think things have been going on for a long time. But, but, you know, it, it doesn't take someone to come in and, and do much to make people feel like, okay, things are fine again. But when that, when that pressure gets taken off, when, when those containment guys step in and they let everyone breathe for a few minutes... That's not actually us going back to anything. It's not actually victories being won. It's simply the the ratchet securing the gains of the last you know decade or two or whatever before the whole pattern starts again. And so I think it's really important that even if they do back away from some of this stuff, which I'm not sure that they will. I don't know that they have the ability to anymore like you're talking about. But even if they do, it's really important to not let people backslide into the idea that like, oh, this has all been backed off of and we can kind of, you know, the coast is clear now and we can go back to business as normal. No, these people are going to come at you fast and furious again. They're just, they're going to speed all this up uh, again. And you can't pretend like, uh, you know, a few guys coming in and getting elected uh, who, you know, are wishy-washy on, the, on these kind of events is going to be fine because what these people are going to do is they're just going to set you up for the next more extreme version of this down the road.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that 2008 California, uh, decision, like, uh, so how can, how, how can we contextualize that? We can contextualize that with Canada. We know that Canada has a huge amount of base people in the, in the many, 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 many millions, but they have zero political, uh, representation. At all—I mean—they have some people in, you know, Alberta, and they have, uh, ironically, a couple of mayors because of the way that their cities are structured. But uh, you know, P- even people uh, Andrew Shear got uh, just—they dist- dist- had went after him like crazy for just saying like, "Well, I'm like I'm personally like a Catholic, so in my personal life, I'm I'm against abortion, but I I promise I'll never ever bring that up." That was that was too much. You're not allowed to to even mention the a word in, th- in this country, you know, that's, that's the, the sacrament of these, the, of all these people, these demons that run all these countries, uh, across the world. Someone in the comment says, well, you know, th- I just want to say there is, there will never be a final endpoint until Jesus comes back. There's never some point where the final victory happens and we no longer have to fight. That'll never, ever, ever happen. And so I mean, that's not really the goal. However, I mean, you know, uh, it would be different to say, uh, you know, get our second amendment rights back, uh, and then keep fighting the left. I mean, that would be nice. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, I, I want to go to another thing too. So like what, so I know when the government is this scary, like what can we do? Well, one of the things that happens about this is that when they, they lose this legitimacy, we have this wonderful thing called federalism. And all this means is that there's a lot of the shared power, in this government, you know, like the state of uh texas or new york or california has as much like government people like you know parks and people and people that build roads and department transportation all this kind of stuff as like most countries in europe and you can use this the left uses this all the time i mean so in atlanta if if ice calls atlanta and says hey you have one of uh we you know an an immigrant there committed a crime unless we want to pick them up there they uh they need to get deported the city of Atlanta tells the federal government to f off. we don't want we, we don't do we don't do business with you in fact we're uh, we 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 feel like we're sovereign over you, and we can do that too and we, and we should we should feel that we have we have that right,
0: yeah, very interestingly um you know uh, david French uh, going to have a lot to say about him over the next week, but David French just wrote this uh, this article about how. Uh, you know, Ron DeSantis is just the mirror image of Gavin Newsom and the fact that he's trying to protect children from mutilation in the state of Florida is just terrible. And the choice to mutilate your child should should be with the parents. I mean, what, what if the child consents to mutilation? That's that that's really their their business and, and the government. Remember, this is David French, a guy who talked about the importance of constitutional conservatism his entire life. Uh, And, you know, it's funny because a day later, literally the day after David French wrote that column, which I will probably break down later this week. So if you if you want to have a good time destroying that David French column with me, stay tuned because we'll probably do that later this week. Uh, But uh, a day after he writes this column, uh, Joe Biden does an interview with The Daily Show and he basically comes out and directly says, "Yeah, we're going to write federal legislation to ban states from being able to protect children. Like we're we're just going to actively stop anyone from being able to uh, keep us from pushing this agenda on literally just every child on in the nation and subject every every child to this kind of thing." And people need to understand that the you know the, the building of protections that just just being able to say no. And then making the government say, okay, well, we're going to directly violate the Constitution that has a lot of value. And, and, and if the federal government is going to do that and they're going to do it on a regular basis, they've got to enforce it, right? So if one of these states says no, if Florida says no, Texas says no, maybe they go to one of these states. But if multiple states are saying no, then you have a real crisis on your hands. And the question is, like, is the federal government competent enough? To force this stuff on every state in perpetuity to like literally just basically return to reconstruction and march a bunch of guys into every state that disagrees with the mutilation of children and say, no, we're going to like post soldiers outside of hospitals until you allow uh, doctors to just carve, you know, perfectly healthy body parts off of uh, children that we are taking advantage of. And I don't think the federal government has it in them. I, I don't think I don't think they have the competence. I don't think they have the resources. I don't think they have the ability. And so that's why you really need that regional uh, regionalism that you're talking about. You have to you have to return that federalism. Not that you know the the formal federalism itself is what protects you, but the fact that there there just is this ability of these regions to control so much of their own infrastructure. Uh, if they really want to, if they're just really willing to tell the federal government to go pound sand, that means that there is this—you know—this ability of these different regions to just strain the ability of the federal government to actually push this stuff down on people, and uh, yeah, and that and that can all be done entirely peacefully and entirely legally, um, and then it's up to the government to just say. No, we're we're just going to show everyone that we just you know this is how we rule. We go in and we just use raw power to destroy the constitution, destroy the rule of law, and force us down to people. I know that seems obvious to everyone at this point. You're like, how can we, how many how could people still need that to be proven to them? But they do, they do, and uh, and that is a very valuable thing that the uh, federalism can do, like you're talking about.
1: Yes, um, <clears throat> two, uh, two quick things. So the first thing I want to talk about the uh, the uh, well, wokeness go away. Mm-hmm. So that is completely impossible. And uh I always I always try to introduce people to the concept of disparate impact. Mm-hmm. Disparate impact is uh totally insane. Like all like all the rhino republicans the solutions they tell us to uh to ethnic conflict, to all the these things like affirmative action all this stuff. Well they'll, the the thing is like well we'll just see everybody uh as as uh as individuals, not as race. Well that's that. That's been illegal since 1968. Yes, I mean, and uh, like, why? Why did the thing is it's so insane that they didn't really, they didn't really start pushing it until later. But they had this, they had this in their magazine, and so just go look up uh, disparate impact. But I mean, I'll spoil it for you. So disparate impact says basically any decision you make, regardless of intent, regardless of intent. By the way, this was not in the original civil rights act. I think I would be happy with a return to the original legisla- original letter of the law of the civil rights act. However, every they added so much to it that this has just become the civil rights act is just a magic button that says the right can never do anything ever. But anyways, disparate impact says that regardless any decision you make, if it has a disparate outcome, in other words, like, well, this affects black people more than more than uh, Vietnamese people. Well, uh, you you're you're effing up. You need to start paying restitution. You're racist, etc. This is insane, and this like this has been the law since 1968. So no, that's not going anywhere. But well, now we could solve this tomorrow. Literally, this the the, the so called right wing uh, Supreme Court could tomorrow say all this extra crap they added onto the Civil Rights Act, <clears throat> which uh, George Wallace warned us about. Uh, and that's one reason I don't go so far with the, uh, with the praising Nixon because George Wallace told us this would happen uh, and Nixon ran against him, but, uh, this, this the civil rights act has become the constitution and it, it defeats everything. But anyways, uh, yeah. Now the other thing I want to say is what, what the right also should do is, uh, this is where this is one of those things. It's like, well, do you copy the left? Well, I don't know, but, uh, the, the left, Especially uh Joe Biden, et cetera. I mean, specifically the current administration, Biden's is a master of patronage. He he is. He delivers to his people. As soon as he got in office, he says, We're gonna all you guys that, that helped us uh out there on the streets uh helping people vote, quote unquote. Uh we're gonna help you out with your with your college tuition. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to he's going to reward his friends and create patronage networks. We're gonna hire all these more federal employees. The right needs to do this. Patronage is politics, and this is—we've seen some people do this. We've seen our governor here in Florida, who I love. I think he's doing very, very well. I still support Trump over him. I mean, however, like maybe he's like a—he's a secret agent, and he's—he's he's just on such good behavior because he's trying to thwart Trump. Well, I—I I, I still benefit from from that. I love it. He's—he's he's doing a great job here in Florida. He's doing that, and we. And I think the right needs to create patriot networks.
0: Hundred percent. That that's absolutely right. The the when you especially when we see the events that are unfolding, and we see the way that uh, the government is treating this stuff, you you need to get out of the mindset that you're probably just going to have one election swing this. Because, like you said, the, the left have captured the voting apparatus. You know, is a there's a a video yesterday. Of just like thousands of people pouring across the border, just just heading this way. And, uh, you know, I just tweeted out it's, you know, it's about candidate quality, really. <laughs> you know, the, the GOP talking about how candidate quality is key. It's like, no, You're like the, the left has control of the electoral system, they have control of all the levers of democracy, and they will use them to make sure and shut you out and make sure you are permanently incapable of having any kind of uh, opposition. In this way, right, in in this in this national election way, so you got to look at your other stuff and like taught, like you said, regionalism and building these patronage networks, actually building people who rely on you, who who are loyal to you, who know that they materially benefit from. You're being in charge. That is how politics actually works. And I don't, you know, you can get squeamish about that, you can cry about that. You can say, Oh, that, that that's in an ideal world, everyone would vote the principles and yada yada yada. Okay, whatever. That's nice. Now, do you want to win? <laughs> right? And if you don't want to win, then I hope you like being ruled by your enemies because they have no qualms about it, and you don't have a way to solve that. You can't unilaterally disarm in the basic realities of politics. And then pretend like you're you know, you're the morally superior person. You're not. You're willfully handing power to people who want to destroy you, and you're saying I'm I'm just uh, you know I'm I'm too principled to to avoid this. Well, you should have better principles. You know what? Whose principles are these? These principles of complete loss, complete failure, complete inability to be effective in the political domain. Who gave you those principles? You should probably ask about that. Like wh- where did these principles come from that say you have to lose every single thing because you deny the basic nature of politics. That's probably something you should contemplate if you're really worried about the left's control of these things. Also, you should have networks that protect people when the state comes for them like this. I mean, look at the case of um, of Ricky Vaughn, right? Look at the case, uh, you know, uh, the, the gentleman uh, who is now allegedly connected to the Ricky Vaughn account. Uh, he, he, you know, they, they do not assent to that. His lawyer does not assent to that. But uh, Douglas Mackey, you know, is on trial for allegedly posting memes that, you know, he embarrassed Hillary Clinton. That's what he's interested. He embarrassed powerful people. He's a political prisoner and, and he's facing, uh, you know, he's facing uh, serious penalties for the crime of uh, making the, your, the ruling class look bad. Uh, he, you know, I had his lawyer on. He explained this. Uh, you know, he's been everywhere on this. But, you know, you, these people should, you know, and and now I believe there is, you know, there he does have a legal defense fund. There are he is getting a lot more support. But the fact that this stuff is not in place is is a travesty. There should be uh, a legal defense network for these people. There should be, uh, you know, these fraternal orders that back people up who get canceled, this kind of thing, help people find employment. There should be networks that defend people against this stuff. And like you said, there, you have to demand that it's just impossible for anyone to get elected as a Republican unless they're willing to say out loud like Douglas Mackey is a political prisoner. Like these, these J six people are being, uh, you know, are being held as political prisoners. Like you need to be able to say that, and anyone who's not willing to say that is just useless. They're they're containment. They have no value to you going forward.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, uh thank you for for, for do for for doing all that work about ricky vaughn i think a lot of people were waiting for someone with, 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 the, with the real platform to, to to do something about that uh i would say uh if you like hearing about patronage that's all we talk about in the good old boys uh i think we'll talk about a little bit more of that later but yeah uh come business because that's that's the only subject we talk about. i don't think it's the only subject in politics but it's the only subject that interests me oh, by the way in terms of the uh, the principles for ruling. I mean, so as part of the patronage stuff, I mean, I really do not think that the rules for a ruler is the same for the rules of a individual. It's not the same. It's not the same, the kind of thing at all. Uh, I think that there's some biblical backing for that, uh, cause God loved David most of all, of course. Uh, and you know, we all, we don't know how that works. Uh, but, i mean it's just really really very true and and they always try to push this on us that uh and the, the the whole personal morality for for rulers or whatever which is it's just absurd that's just not how politics or ruling or running any organization uh really works
0: No, <clears> that's <throat> yep, it's absolutely the case uh all right well let's we'll go ahead and go to our audience here real quick Uh, I guess you did just let everybody know, but uh, uh, everyone should be checking out the good old boys. They don't just talk about patronage. Sometimes they talk about the X-Files, you know, so (laughs) so you should definitely. But everyone should definitely be listening to Bog and Merrick and and everybody over there. Uh, They run a great podcast here. All right. So Creeper Weirdo for $2 The name was Ashley Babbitt. Absolutely. Thank you for reminding everybody uh it is just absolutely egregious that you know George Floyd gets sainted uh entire rights in his name people are baptized under his image um and uh you know he was he's a criminal and and you have someone like Ashley Babbitt who's just shot and uh, murdered and uh, no one is held accountable yeah. absolutely horrific uh, honest question oh sorry crew weirdo again for 5 dollars honest question uh, what's he going to call the book? You know, uh, there's going to be a book. Uh, sorry, Kriper Weird. I'm not sure what context that was made in uh, someone's book. Um, I think the the uh, MAGA guy. Oh yeah, what's uh, yeah we, yeah chat? If you have good uh, good names for the uh, QAnon shaman's book, let me know. Uh, let's 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 uh, crowdsource that a little bit. You got some good ones? I'll read them out at the end. There. Uh, make sure you tag me. Um, uh, when you, if you post some good ones and, uh, we'll see if we can't brainstorm one, uh, Creeper weirdo again for $5. I want to make a baked Alaska is dumb joke, but I can't think of one. baked Alaska is weird. It's one of those things. Uh, it's like, a uh, the internet of 2016 is just another world. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if anyone even remembers, uh, baked Alaska at this point, but I remember him doing like really bad music videos with the blonde hair uh, blowing in the, in the wind. Do you remember baked Alaska there, Bob?
1: He was on, um, uh, like Buzzfeed or like something like around that time, and uh, didn't he, he go blind or something?
0: I I don't know. I, did he go blind? I'm not. I'm not sure. I just remember him like releasing really cringy rap videos about Donald Trump and stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: But... The second, I I mean, uh, I I there's a lot of stuff about the guy. I I you know, if he is one of ours, he should be protected. But I think that gets very very loose there i can't tell if he's like a, a shock artist or whatever if he is uh i think um who is wigger on twitter oh uh,
0: uh sam hyde
1: i think sam hyde just like retiring let sam Hyde. maybe <laughs> by the way maybe pick up the guitar i mean i feel like if i was blind i would be disgusting a guitar you know because everybody that's blind just seems to be like a virtuoso musician
0: or at least ray charles at you know piano something you know right yeah give it give us the stevie wonder the chromatic uh chromatic harmonica you know um let's see here uh quartz zz7 for uh 11 canadian thank you very much uh this reminds me of the deep space nine episode when the alpha quadrant alliance decided to attack when the dominion withdrew so the dominion couldn't consolidate yeah it's been a long time i love deep space nine but it's been a long time so i don't immediately remember the episode but uh but i always appreciate a good deep space nine uh reference. Cisco is a wildly underrated uh Starfleet captain. Uh let's see. Creeper Weirdo again for two dollars. Thank you very much. But my centrist friend says uh pendulum meme. Yeah, again, uh there's always this uh want for the democracy to work correctly, that you know, these things over time will bounce back, that you know, they'll there'll be this repercussion uh in the democratic system. But as we've seen pretty regularly. Uh, that doesn't really turn out to be the case. The left secures its gains. It's not a pendulum. It is a ratchet. Uh, Quartz ZZ7 for $2 more Canadian. The 90 Star Trek more based than the regime. Uh, well, the, I mean, I feel like the United Federation of Planets is its own uh, socialist utopia. So uh, I will say that uh, you know the Deep Space Nine is the most based of the Star Treks, but that's because they have to go to war. They have an actual existential threat. Uh, the so uh, the they really have the, no choice but to be more based, which that's why Cisco is one of the better uh, Starfleet captains because he he's one of the few that has to go to war. Uh, let me make sure that I'm catching all those super chats there, guys. Real quick, sorry. Okay, and then uh, Dan Roy for two dollars. uh, rebaked Alaska. Look up the Sammy Saga. Amazing. Okay, uh, I'm not sure what that is, but uh, might give you more information on the epic tale of baked Alaska. All right, guys, that said, I wanna thank everyone for coming on. Uh, Great crowd, Uh, good questions. I think, let's see, did we get any, did we get any uh, Baked Alaska album names? Uh, Someone went with my struggle, yeah, there you go. Uh, But I think that was the only one we got. Um, But uh, yeah, I, uh, i want to appreciate everybody uh, coming by uh bob can you tell everybody one more time where to find uh the good old boys material
1: oh nope. yes sorry hunting for that unmute button uh that's patreon.com slash good old boys g-o-o-d-o-l-b-o-y-z
0: Absolutely, guys. And uh, of course, if this is your first time here, make sure that you have subscribed. Go ahead and make sure that if you want to listen to this as a podcast, you're going to Apple or Spotify or your favorite podcast platform and you're subscribing to the Oren McIntyre show. When you do, make sure that you go ahead and give it a rating or review. That really helps with all that algorithm magic. Again, everybody really appreciate you coming by. I've got another stream tomorrow with a Prudentialist at three o'clock. So make sure that you join us then. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.